Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. You scared the dog. <laughs> I had to hit the reset button. I accidentally invited myself, so I was getting feedback in the audio. <laughs> recording what I was saying twice. What yeah. happened? I had to. Uh, I had to, I accidentally invited myself into the podcast, so it was creating a feedback loop. Did Daniel not want to use his real name? Oh, I don't know. Well, that was actually a point he brought up. You know, at some point down the road, when we start, if this thing really takes off. We got to go back in and change all the names that we just name drop constantly throughout the damn podcast because some people aren't it's not in it in the most positive light. Uh, I, I, I can feel that. Yeah. I'm still holding on to the idea that this is actually going to be more than what it is. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if it ever happens, a ro- one major roadblock will be somebody saying, you know, that wasn't true what you said about me. You know, or you guys are lying. You're making money off of my misery. People make people make money misery. Off of misery every what misery? day. Every no, day. what misery? Well, I mean, you know, like saying people are prostitutes or. Okay, know. yeah, we'll get, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we, got it. we got it. I don't want to get this. We got it. Huh? I don't remember calling nobody no prostitute. Well, you well, there was a story about somebody that got paid for. A second. I don't know. I don't know. What we talking. Doesn't mean that they're a prostitute. That is all out of context. What's the definition of a prostitute? No, I ain't remember nothing. <laughs> the one that operates in the capacity of a, of a sex worker. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we are talking about. Totally. I, I don't know anybody that operates in that capacity. Well, I can think right. of one story that we reviewed where somebody had paid someone for... It was implied. 
no, hell no, hell no. There you go. Is it a lie? <laughs> is it a lie? I didn't, I didn't no. see any money exchange hands. I didn't see nothing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can prove it. That's all I'm gonna say. Prove that shit. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. No, no, pudding's in jail. You already know that. That's what pudding's at. But um, anyways, how's that one feeling? Oh, pretty good. Good. You gonna invite Daniel back? Is he gonna join? Yeah, I invited him. It takes a minute to get back into it. So you, you were gonna say, Shane? Did you like one of my topics, Shane, or did you want to ask a question about one of them? Oh, uh, let me think of what you were you had written. You'd written something about uh, oh, what was it? I just had. I was looking at him the other earlier today. Oh, your father-in-law eating something of yours? Oh man, dude, oh that it's gonna piss both you off. Sounds like you're doing Front Street. No, no, no. I'm not putting my father-in-law on Front Street. It's going to sound like I am, but <laughs> I'm not. So, uh, I, I, so – We're talking about Homer, right? Oh, I, I know we just said we're not going to do names. Yeah. Well, well, I don't, why do we have to mention Dave Dale, damn it? Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm taking great care not to mention anybody's name. What I was saying about, you know, this individual in question – it was just a moment of, uh, you know, jovial com- commentation. It wasn't actual, you know. Oh no! This is all. Uh, this is all for entertainment purposes. This is all for entertainment purposes, and any uh, relation or uh, or resemblance in reality is purely coincidence, and um, it's not based on any fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now nobody can listen to the fucking thing we say. Like Godzilla. <laughs> like Godzilla. Did it really yeah. happen? Not really happen. You know, we don't yeah. know. We may never know. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Still waiting for my jalapenos <laughs> on my fucking burger. Still, still waiting for that, Daniel. It's been about uh, 12 <laughs> years. years. Go keep waiting, Shane, until one day Daniel gives me a burger with jalapenos. Still waiting, man. <laughs> that, was in, that was back in 2006. Still waiting, Shane. Still waiting. <laughs> Bush hey, still in office. Oh man, Shane! I saw my brother Michael after two years. I saw my brother Michael. <laughs> it's been two years. <laughs> yeah, it was two years. Well, hell, John, I've, like seen, I've seen him in less than two years. What the hell? Yeah, wasn't it like two years, Daniel? Yeah, it's been a minute. When did you, you get married, John? <laughs> what? When, when did you get married? About two years ago. Uh, <laughs> Man, he fell apart. That man, <laughs> he looked like a homeless man when I saw him. This how bad it was, Shane. What do you, what do you think, Daniel? Aaron, he put his styrofoam cup in the back of his pants and left it there. And then he pulled it back out later and drank it. So I was like, Michael, let me get this straight. You took your cold <laughs> drink and put it behind your hot ass. <laughs> Took it out and took another drink. Well, my thing is, how did the how did the cup not get crushed if he stuck it in his back pocket? I don't know, but it came out perfect again. It came out perfect. Didn't get crushed. So his his rear jean pockets have enough room to put an entire cold drink and a styrofoam glass back there and pull it out without spilling a drop. Not a drop spill. He pulled it out like no big deal. No big deal. 
That's some skill right there, bro. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if a homeless person could pull that off, John. I think he's got a homeless person. <laughs> Yo, man, he looked rough. I mean, like, he thought I he can't believe it's been two years since you've seen him. It seems like I, I, I had this scene with somebody. Any comments to add to this, uh, Daniel? Anything to say? I, didn't, I wasn't there. <laughs> if, Dale, if Dale was there, Dale would have ripped him for how he was dressed. Michael Lee, he looked like a from Dallas to Corsicana. That's how bad he looked. Was his clothes dirty? He, they looked tattered. They looked really tattered. Like, Michael, are you, are you down the dumps or anything? He goes, no. I, but I pushed buggies down. Like, Michael, what happened to you? <laughs> I what thought he was on his way to being a department manager or something like that. No, I don't produce. know what happened, Shane, along the way, but all of a sudden he's pushing buttons. That's how that goes. <laughs> okay, okay, well, okay, okay. In Michael's defense, this is what Michael said. He It just came to him one day that we spend 80-plus hours at work, which that's that's more than enough time that's taken away from us that we can spend time with our family. And he took that and go, you know what? I'm going part-time because I want to be with my family more than I do at work. Because I don't want to be known as that guy who worked his ass off and died working. That's what he. That's what. That's the realization he came to. You know that we work too much. That he ain't seen you in two years. He's not. He's not fucking seeing his family. I know. I know. Right. I know. But two years. It made no sense. Get where he's coming from, though, because work almost got me killed. Yes. Twice. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure Michael's had some close calls out there in that parking lot. I'm sure some people, you know. Hey, you dumb son of a bitch! <laughs> How are you gonna run into buggies? Someone pushing buggies behind your car, and you hit them, and you go, you hit my car. No, technically, I was pushing them, and you hit them. I didn't hit nothing. <laughs> no, because, because Walmart's got Walmart's got a lot of money, and it's easy for them to have to pay somebody off versus you know Walmart I, trying to get money out of somebody. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know, Shane. I, just, I don't like pushing buggies because <laughs> even I was for HEB, I didn't like pushing buggies. So yeah, the awkward, cold. You know, just don't didn't like it. You know, but but the thing is, is, is how simple it is. So you don't have any stress. All you got to do is get those carts and get them in the fucking door, and that's it. Well, that, that's, that's all you do. That's doing. what Michael said. That's what Michael said. All, all I do is I clock in. I'll go outside and push carts. No one talks to me. I come in, go to lunch. I come back, clock back in, go back outside, push carts, and I go home. Best thing I ever did. Best thing I ever did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, there's there's something to say for that because I, you know, if I ever if I were want to do like part time work, you know, I mean, the job I would want is something like that where I don't have to think and I don't have to make decisions and I don't have to move fast. You know, you just in the parking lot. And you can actually – the thing about that's beautiful about Michael's situation is that if he just wanted to put on headphones and listen to something that was educational, whatever that may be, he could just plug that in and be enhancing his uh, skill set by listening to those audio books or recordings or whatever have you. Michael, well, he, he could listen to Warhammer 40K books and get all into the Warhammer universe. Michael was all into uh... – Michael's all in extra traditional shit, man. He's he's watched a guy called Doctor Green. Man, that guy can go off, man. That Doctor Green well, guy. If he wasn't deaf, we could get him on this show to talk about UFOs or UFO episode. Yeah, because yeah, I had to repeat myself to him. That was pretty rough. Keep repeating, repeating. <laughs> you didn't. So, you didn't raise your voice. You didn't yell. 
No, I kept looking at it like he could read lists. I remember, well, this boy ain't know how to read lists. <laughs> so he gave yeah, Dan- Daniel would Daniel would have yelled at his ass like Daniel wouldn't. Michael, Michael, Michael. Yeah, it, it would make no sense. Michael, can you hear me? Dude, he can't hear you. Michael, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you uh, pay attention, Michael? Damn. <laughs> didn't didn't Gabriel say he just gave up on him? He's just like I just can't deal with this anymore. Like. <laughs> No, they don't. They still hang out. Michael said he's moving back to Corsicana in um, six to eight months. He's moving back down there. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he said he's done. Michael, Michael, you know, just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go back home, you know. Home is what the heart is, I guess, you know. Well, you know, when you're working outside, I can see why your clothes will get all tattered. I mean, if you're a cart pusher, maybe you just start slowly growing into the fuck it mode, you know? Like, fuck my appearance, fuck everything. There's different. See, I have work clothes, Shane, and I have yeah. my home and outside clothes. Michael's clothes and work clothes and everywhere clothes are the same. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the first thing I do when I get home is get out of my work clothes. Yeah, me too, man. But you smell like metal and fire, don't they, Aaron? <laughs> right? Did you hear him, Aaron? I don't hear not in him. Oh, you hear about? That? I said your clothes probably smell like fire and uh, fire and flesh, right? Something like that. No, they smell like ozone and death. See, same thing. Crispy. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I got hit by that burn by that arc flash, it uh, it burned the inside of my throat. I was coughing for like an hour. Damn. Um, yeah, Damn. breathing in that shit, man. Uh, Daniel, you, you got nothing to say. This is your brother too, you know. Well. <laughs> Hey, John's saying it. <laughs> Dan's, waking, Dan's waking up. No, Dan was tired. I can hear it. He's tired or sleeping or something. Hit something out of your thing or what was it? What was it? Oh, so I I I, I decided that I wanted I, I went okay whatever. We went to Krispy Kreme and I bought half a dozen donuts and we went to my, the father-in-law's house and the wife told me go take him inside. My dad's going to eat them if he sees them. Nah, they'll be fine, honey. They'll be fine. We go inside. First thing he says, bring me those donuts. Like, dang it. Sure enough, Shane, he takes half of every donut to see what was inside of it. <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up. What donut. was the – what kind of donuts were they? Oh, I had I had, I had Krispy Kreme. I had uh, the, uh, the Claire ones. I had the Oreo, the Oreo topping, Oreo filled donuts in there. I had the jelly ones, and he just – like Homer Simpson saying, boop, boop, boop. Can I see what each one is before he took one? <laughs> so, he, well, but, so, like, he couldn't just tear it in half? Like, he had to bite into no, it? No, that's the point. He did. He took half of every donut that ate my whole Oreo donut. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were st- you were left with a bunch of half donuts. Yes, exactly. That's a bunch of half donuts in that box. Man, talking about our um about donuts, I'm gonna put uh Shane and my mom on blast here real quick. Oh, she was uh, we were going to uh, to the optometrist. She was telling me what she wanted from the donut store before she went in. You know, it's my mom. She's not feeling all, all that well, so I'm just gonna get whatever she wants. We go to get donuts, and she said she wanted some donut holes. And when I get them for her, she's like, "Wait, they're not chocolate donut holes." Well, you didn't say you wanted chocolate donut holes. Well, if they're not chocolate donut holes, I'm not going to eat them. So she just left them in the fucking floorboard. And nobody ate them. 
<laughs> Why didn't you eat them? Wait, I, I, didn't, I didn't want donut holes. Those weren't for me. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's, you know, 500 calories just sitting on the floor. Just going to let it go? Yeah, I know. And I did just let it go because I didn't want them. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's insanity, Aaron. That's taking $5 and just fucking setting it on fire. I didn't get them for me. I got them for more. <laughs> oh, oh, funny story again. But you're not gonna eat. If you're not gonna eat them, then somebody's gotta eat them. Donuts, man. I didn't want fucking twelve or no six donut holes. <laughs> well, you, you know, people people freak out when they learn what a donut hole is. They don't realize where a donut comes from. People think they just take donut batter and just blow them into balls and throw them in there. Like, no, guys, that's the center of the donut. They cut out, and that like the fucking mind just broke the atom. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, was, it's, it's in the name. It's Donut Hole. I but, mean, it, but people thought they just rolled the dough up and threw them in there and just called them Donut Holes. No, they're the Donut Hole. Fucking Adam exploding their fucking head, Shane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's literally our Adams exploding in our head. I mean, like my oh, neuro. What? Yeah. Huh? Nothing. Okay, no, no, this, this is what happened. This is what happened. I'm working. This lady says, I want to have some jars for my wedding. Like, okay, what do you what so what do you need? I need lights for the inside of the jar. Oh, so you want little tinsel light in there, right? No, I just want the lights. I saw it on a movie. It's just lights. So what do you mean? They're just lights that are in there. Like, well, what's attached to them? Nothing. They're just lights in the jar. Like, ma'am, what do you mean? What are they fireflies? Are they lights? What are they? They're just lights in there. Well, man, you can't have just, just random protons going off in a jar. What do you mean you want lights in a jar? They're just yeah, like, protons. Yeah, like protons. It's photons. Well, either way, this lady just wanted lights in a jar. I didn't know how to help her. She just wanted random lights <laughs> that just glowed for no reason. <laughs> well, okay, but it, the jar would have to have like some type of gas or liquid in there for it to have just random lights floating around, yeah. like a lava lamp. No, she said they were just lights. They weren't connected to nothing. They weren't up to light. They weren't fireflies. They were just lights. <laughs> I mean, you can get you can get a chemical solution to create lights, but you're gonna have you're gonna have to fill that jar up with this this, this shit well, to I'm make sorry, it Shane, glow. I failed biology, so I ain't gonna work that out for her. Well, I mean, it's not something you're just gonna find in the fucking store. I mean, you got to know <laughs> what the hell you're doing to build that shit. Like, you're not, you can't go up to Walmart and say, "Hey, I want a chemical solution to create lights." I mean, it doesn't fucking work, you know. I mean, maybe if you got some glow sticks and you stuck a glow stick down in there, but the glow stick up your ass. <laughs> you have to have a. Well, I don't know why you'd want to stick a glow stick up your ass, but I guess you could if you, if you felt like it. But I'm sure someone does. But but yeah, that's... I'm sure somebody somewhere out there has stuck a glow stick up their ass. I mean, but, I'm sure it's happened. The point is, I spent 20 minutes trying to explain to her, ma'am, I don't have nothing here that would just make lights in a jar out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, when you when you said when you posted that on Facebook, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, that's bizarre, man. I I don't know. Was the lady high? Did she look no, like she, she saw the it on a movie. Like, what were you? What kind of sci-fi movie? Well, what movie? What's the name of the movie? I don't know. I didn't ask her. I should have asked her. But well, like, shit, man, how the fuck are we supposed to know what she saw? Yeah, I can't think well, of a movie with some lights in the fucking jar. Yeah, like, the only time I've seen lights in a jar in a movie was like for Fireflies or Lightning Bird. Yeah, or, yeah. or the, the, the Hallmark Channel, you know, they did this shit like that. Like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know. I, just, I mean, I guess if you had small mirrors reflecting light, you could do something like that. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't help her. It's like when the time frame that, that guy asked you for the white noise maker. Oh, yeah. I hooked his ass right up. No, 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 tell her that story. You got to tell that story. 
Yeah, so this guy came into uh, Best Buy, and he was looking. I mean, he's just a normal-looking guy. And, uh, you know, at this, at this time, uh, you know, he he was looking for what was called a white noise machine. Well, no, actually, that's not what he, that's not what he called it. He said there was construction work going on in this house. Yeah. And he wanted to know if we had anything that would disable the construction worker because <laughs> it's making too much noise. So I told him, I said, well, sir, it sounds like what you need is a white noise machine. And he's like, what, what's, a, what's a white noise machine? And I was like, it drowns out all noise. But, you know, I didn't tell him, but it's fucking loud and it sounds like, <laughs> like, I didn't tell him all that shit. I just said, you need a white noise machine, sir, and it'll solve all your problems. And he's like, for real? Well, where, where do you get that at? And I was like, you got to go to Sharper Image. They're the only place that carries them right now and you get a good one. But it's going to cost a lot of money. And he's like, oh, how much do you think? And I was like, well, you know, probably 80 bucks for a good one. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll head over to Shopper Image and, uh, and see if they got a white noise machine. Thank you, sir. He turns around and walk out, and this guy, there was this kid. He's like 19, 20 years old. He'd listened to the whole thing. And he's like, Shane, did, did you, did, is there really such thing as a white noise machine? I was like, no, man, I made all this shit up. <laughs> I just want him fucking out of here. I don't want to talk to his ass anymore. You know, when they left. I mean, I guess they do sell white. Why are you like it? <laughs> do what? Why are you like this? Like what? I didn't want to fucking talk to his ass. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> sir, I have become bored of our conversation. I yeah, like I, I apologize, sir. I know you're about to tell me some bullshit that I don't care about. And there's nothing I can do about your situation. So I'm just going to say something to get you out of my face. I mean, I, I guess I could have said that. You could have said or, things besides what you said. Well, like I let him on. Well, the way I think of it is, I sent the man on a quest, a journey, and so now he gets to have an adventure. That's not true. That's not accurate at all. I am the NPC in his RPG. I'm the non-playable character that gave him a quest. So now he's got to go out and complete what his mission. From that, he got the knowledge that what you told him was not in fact true. <laughs> yeah, but you, it's not it's not the destination, Aaron. It's the journey. Like you're missing the point. Like he he got to go explore. Cost him a couple of dollars of gas and time out of his day that he doesn't get yeah, back. And and I don't get the time back from our fucking conversation either. So I guess we're even. You work there, man. People are going to talk to you. I don't want them talking to me. <laughs> that's not too much. Of it. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to <laughs> talk to me. And I don't want them doing that stupid fucking Jedi. Open the doors, trick. You still walk like up to that? the goddamn door. That still bothers you. Still no, I hate that shit. Not around here than what you're just telling me. <laughs> I hate that shit. Anytime, anytime a fucking Star Wars movie comes out, or some dumbass comes up to the fucking door and says, "Whoosh," moves their arms and shit, makes me want to pull out a fucking uh, 357 and just pop off all six rounds at once because that, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I'm fucking, I'd put it like Swiss cheese in that bitch. Like, hey, man, stop doing that <laughs> you, fucking shit. You, you just look at him all oh, real clever, sir. Real clever. Did you, did you just make a violent threat towards, oh, my God, man. Oh. Yeah, I no, I mean, I mean. That are going on here that need to be. Well, it's, it's only adults. Like, I, I don't care if kids do it. It's whatever. But once you hit 16, no, I you can stop that shit. You do care. <laughs> oh, did you, did, you, uh, did you see my thing saying about uh, the Ghostbuster with a minigun? Oh, no, I didn't see that. What I was want, it? I want to be the fifth member of the Ghostbusters, but with a minigun, not a proton pack. Just so, like down. shooting actual bullets or yeah. a proton? It no, yeah, it would do no purpose. But, you know. <laughs> so you're just basically going to unload a bunch of ammo into buildings and shit. 
Yeah, it served no purpose at all. <laughs> so the Ghostbusters walk in, they got their gear, there's a ghost, they light it up, and then you just fucking shoot holes in the roof and like create like, I think artwork. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> just make no fucking yeah. sense at all. Ain't got no yeah, time I mean, to bleed. Yeah, just shoot random bullets at it. Same wonder- lines the whole time. John has got a fixation right now on some shit that's kind of crazy to me. He wants to shoot a fucking minigun. I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's his bucket list, Aaron. Bucket that's list. his bucket list yeah. item. Not going to be happy until I shoot one. Well, why don't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's time to go do it, when y'all go out there, you know, get it done. Yeah. This was, this I don't was, know anybody off the top of my head that just has a minigun laying around to shoot. I don't think any of us would know someone just rapidly owns a minigun. I might know somebody who knows somebody that owns a minigun. <laughs> who is this individual? Well, I can't drop names, but he's he's a gun store owner in Corsicana. I know yeah, somebody. yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I, I think I know you're talking about. Daniel knows exactly the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, I, we're trying. To, I was trying to get away from like, Michael Cotton. Okay. Fuck you don't have to say his whole name. I just said Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we just talked about well, it's nothing that- bad. It's nothing bad. I'm just saying he owns a gun store and he might know somebody who's got Oh, okay. I thought we were supposed to. Yeah, 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 well, maybe we, we need to start bearing off. We need to start bearing off last names and addresses. <laughs> the only gun store in Corsicana, Texas, owned by Michael Cotton. Find it in a well, he, I, I, I don't want to make a mistake. He doesn't actually own it. He's just an, uh, an employee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought was, I thought he was an officer. I thought he was a police officer right now. No, man. He he went to the uh, – here we go again. He he lost interest in it. Okay. What so, did say? He lost interest. Okay. He lost interest. All right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of a big deal, though, because his uncle was, was sheriff, and, you know, it's kind of – what happens? You know, he's real big in law enforcement, and I guess things just change. You know, priorities change. Well, you know, cops are dicks, man. Fucking cops are assholes. Like, why would you want to be like that? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, and you remember, Aaron? He stepped on this black dude's neck and fucking pulled a gun out on him. All right. <laughs> Long time ago. But it's like, yeah, he was in this. Uh, it was he was arresting this guy, and it was in the neighborhood, and. Uh, he threw him on the ground and put his knee on his neck because he had to get control of him, and it ended up hurting the guy. <laughs> and it was well, a big deal. Like, I, it was got dad had like our grandpa had to like answer for it, and like it was an investigation and everything. I, I, I mean, of course, he was cleared of everything, you know. But well, luckily, uh, you know, knock on wood, I never had an over aggressive police officer on me. Yeah, luckily, I, I, I should. I shouldn't come out and say they're dicks. Just a lot of them are, though. I mean, come on, man. You really <laughs> gotta, you really gotta give. You know, and that's why they get so much hate because people don't like you. Didn't give a speeding ticket, and you're like, you know, damn man, why the fuck aren't y'all like stopping crackheads and shit walking up down the street? But you're gonna go after people that are actually a part of the game. You know, we're actually working or getting somewhere. You know, and I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's. I don't. Know. I think their priorities have changed too much. Like they used to be about keeping the neighborhood safe now it's more about you know busting criminals and it's just a different mentality well i was trying to think about that the other day if they don't want people handing money out to homeless people why aren't officers stopping well it's kind of useless like you put they're supposed to reinforce that uh don't don't do don't don't panhandle don't give people people money but they don't do nothing about it but now it's now they said uh, homeless people are running rampant now apparently in dallas 
But yeah, well, they when they ever since they cl- closed down Tent City, the homeless have just kind of spread out. But when, you know, but you, I, I saw a guy the other day. I was going down six thirty five, and there was an overpass, and like it was a a little fork where the the highways merged, and yeah. there was a guy. Like I mean, it, was, it had to be about. 15 square feet he was setting up his bed mattress there and i'm like this is the middle of a big <laughs> interchange like it's fucking loud as hell we're high up and you're this is where you're camping this is where you're po- putting up shop and what? first of all how the fuck did you get up here and second of all <laughs> you know how do you think that how are you going to be able to sleep in this shit so am i going to get a ticket am i going to get a ticket but officer sees me handing a whole person a dollar am i going to get a ticket for that no, no, you won't get a ticket. But you know they'll tell the guy to. If it, and really for the the panhandlers, it's only if they're causing a disturbance. You know, like they go into a store and they're they're asking customers for money. You know, that's when they run them off. But if they're just parked underneath a a bridge somewhere, most of the time police are going to let them go unless they're doing something shady. Like one time, Aaron came up to visit me. We went to Dallas, and we saw like a prostitute walking around. And there was this guy that he was driving a really nice car, and he just stopped on a dime to go pick her up. And I was like, look at that, man. Watch some prostitution <laughs> going on. Right now. I said, no, man, that can't be it. He's like, yep, it's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, she got in the car and they went off. So, just like that. But that's that's how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, police officers used to – I mean, it's kind of, we've talked about this before in the previous episode. I can't remember which one, but we're talking about Mayberry. Oh, the Gomer Pyle episode. Like, yeah. you know, police officers back then, you know, I mean, Andy Griffiths, I mean – you know, he'd get in your business if you were screwing up, but for the most part, it was all, let's just talk it out. Let's solve our problems with a discussion versus, you know, get on the fucking ground and, you know, throwing people and fucking shooting somebody because you think they got a gun and it's just a sandwich, you know? I mean, fucking, it gets carried away sometimes. So the the lessons I've learned from being overseas, um, you got to apply some of those lessons here in the U.S. because what you're dealing with overseas are people that are committed to violence and committed to preserving their life through violence. So you've got guys over here that have the same mentality. Granted, they have different methods, but their mentality is the same that no matter what the fuck happens, if it comes down between me and you, I'm going to kill you. And as a police officer, knowing that people are like that, I need to be having that in the back of my mind when I deal with anybody because criminals, as you know, Shane, come in all shapes and sizes anybody can be an offender. When I was working at that rehab clinic, people that were coming into rehab were people that ran and operated clinics themselves. They had fallen into some sort of addiction. Their life had gotten severely screwed up and they were coming to rehab to fix things. And that just showed me further that anybody can. Now, when it comes to a cop, you got to take that one step further is that not only can anybody screw up, but anybody can try and kill you. And if you have to live that way, especially in cities that have an increased crime rate or an increased uh, attempted murder or gun violence or weapons violence or battery or any sort of that sort of crime rate ratio, you have to be even more equipped and even more ready. And there's videos out there that talk about on a dime things can change all the time. You'll find them on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you look. You're going to see that these cops – they have to behave and act a certain way to everybody because there is no telling who is going to draw a snub nose 38 that they had it tucked in their waistband and try to cap off six rounds on them point blank. Well, yeah, I'm not going to discount that, but I got a couple of things I want to say. First of all, we shouldn't be treated like we're in a fucking war zone. I mean, it's, it's, we're in America. 
I don't know why we have to use the same mentality that we use in combat to right have here. interactions with people. Get a pause the right second here. thing is, if we didn't have this stupid war on drugs, you wouldn't need all the. We wouldn't have all the violence. The only reason why we have gun violence is because gangsters are ready, worried about people stealing their shit. And if you didn't have that, then you know you wouldn't have to worry about getting capped every time you go into somebody's house. Let me let me counter counter your argument real quick. Get, get away, Nero. Go away. Go. Uh, so. Fentanyl has been on the increase in the past five, six years or something like that. It's gone up 40% in production. Fentanyl touch it and have it in your system. You can smell it and it'll be in your system. It'll affect you. Cops and kids die from fentanyl overdose every year. Fentanyl is so potent that you don't even have to take it and take it like a pill. You can, like I said, breathe it or touch it. That's been increased by 40%. Over the past couple of years, ever since that one guy got captured, that was a cartel uh, head honcho that was it was found by Border uh, Control agents, Border Patrol agents. And they were they were given some pretty heinous statistics. So when I see statistics like that and I see guys from the cartels that are 16 years old committing murder, when I see people that are smuggling drugs <laughs> into the U.S., just to get those drugs here. There's no alternative for me but war on drugs. Now, do I think their tactics are unsound? Sure. There's reform for that. There's reform in our legal system for the war on drugs. But for me to hear somebody say that the war on drugs is unnecessary, that I think that's wrong. What I think is that there needs to be an educated and well-thought and prolonged discussion about our tactics in the war on drugs. Just like we needed to discuss our tactics on our war in the Middle East. We, there were so many things we could have done better and learned right. Those lessons that we learned from Vietnam, we didn't actually apply. We pretty much had to learn everything all over again because it was you know, 30, 40 years since then. Anyway, that going back to um, that other point that you had that, uh, you know, these we shouldn't have to live in a war zone or any of that other stuff because, you know, there's we shouldn't have to live like we're in the Middle East or in combat. Some of these cities are violent enough that you need to have that mindset. Let me give you an example. It wasn't but maybe three months ago, just down the street from where I live on 18th Street, somebody had an AK-47 and unloaded a full fucking magazine, shot somebody once. Yeah, that was horrible aim, aiming. But he unloaded a full magazine of 7.62 ammunition. 7.62 ammunition, if I can educate you real quick, is severely more potent than a 5.56 round, which the civilian equivalent is a 2.23. A 7.62 round would be like a 308 round. They're similar, just not the same, right? So if he's launching a 7.62 round, no matter what kind of fucking body armor you bought at your pawn, pawn shop, it ain't going to stop that fucking 7.62. Not only is it not going to stop that 7.62, once that thing hits inside of your body, it's going to do what's called tumbling, and it's going to spin through your body, causing more damage as it's in there. And if it's a hollow point, you bet your fucking ass, you better be praying for an emergency room to be open right then and right there. You better get to that hospital within 30 minutes, or you're either losing an arm or you're going to fucking die. That's the kind of weaponry we're dealing with in America. And not just 762 hollow points. We're dealing with fucking 448 magnums. We're dealing with sniper rifles with armor piercing rounds. We've got gangsters that have uh, homemade explosives that can blow up an entire building. You know, the, the reality is that there is war in America. You may not hear about it, you may not be a part of it, but it's happening every day. Um, thank you for the riveting. Uh, yeah, uh, remember when this podcast was positive? 
um okay well first of all uh the war on drugs is dumb you if you legalize drugs and had it as a it should be a medical issue like it doctors should be deciding doctors should be deciding who gets what what needs to be prescribed not the federal government not through some statutory bullshit like what what's what's bad what what harms come from using marijuana like has anybody went out and killed a shit ton of people after getting high on marijuana i have here because i mean you know it's one of these things where the reason why people are so violent is because the culture the drug culture creates violence because it's black market so when you go to the black market let's just let's just say for example let's just say you know, you fall on hard times, you lose everything. And you're like, okay, I need money and I need money fast. Well, what's one way to get money fast? To sell drugs. So you go find you a person who's like, hey, uh, you know, if you give me a, you give me a product, I'll go sell it. I'll cut you in on a bit of my sales. And then we'll go from there. And then once you get a reputation of somebody who can deal drugs, it's just a matter of time before another drug dealer says, you know what? I think that guy's making too much money or he's coming into my neighborhood. So fuck him. I'm going to take his shit. And nobody can do anything about it because if I steal his stuff, what's he going to say? Some Somebody broke in my house and stole all my drugs? No. So I go take whatever the fuck I want and I'll get away with it. So it's, that's where the violence comes in at because you're trying to protect your illegal activity. And the only way you can do that is by more illegal activity. And it just ramps up and you get this escalation. And that's where all the AKs and the fucking, you know, assault rifles and all that shit. I'm not saying that police officers don't need to protect themselves and use precautions. I'm saying when John's, you know, driving down the street and he gets pulled over and he go, reaches for his wallet, they don't need to say, put your goddamn hands up and like, you know, throw your keys out the car. When we were walking in the park, well, this, this did happen to us. We were walking, me, John and Daniel were walking in the park and we were wearing our costumes granted, but they were stupid costumes. They wasn't like we were fucking like ninjas or anything. We were fucking, I was the corn kernel and impact. And the cops pulled up and they drew guns on us, Aaron. Fucking guns. Like, and we're dressed up like the corn colonel. I look like a guy from the 1700s. I'm going to go fucking rob somebody's house in a green jacket that's fucking hot as hell. So strange things happen every day, man. Have you seen some of the reports of what people do when they're high on men? I ain't never, not one time, seen a gangbanger wear a fucking colonial British (laughs) uniform breaking into somebody's house in a fucking suburban neighborhood. That's the thing, Shane, is that cops have to be prepared for people to do crazy shit all the time. They have to be. I was going to pull out my musket. I was going to pull out my musket and draw on it. Was it was 44 Magnum for all he knew. Wasn't Daniel still holding the gun, though? He was holding a knife. He, or he was holding a sword, a katana. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. I had to tell Daniel to put the damn sword. It's legal to carry around those things now, though. You, you can walk around with a katana now. To, to me, when I hear stories like yours and you get all you get all uh, hey, man, they overreacted to the, to you having a fucking sharp weapon, a long weapon, a weapon that's capable of hurting somebody. And you get mad that the cops overreacted. You're just ignorant of the culture and the atmosphere you're in. OK, if Daniel, if Daniel raised the sword over his head and began yelling and started charging the officers, I could see why they need to pull their fucking guns out. <laughs> but if we're just standing there, you know, minding their own fucking business. You know, wait, 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 wait. Daniel could have been coming, and I'm not trying to do a worst case scenario here, but cops have to think of worst case scenario. They see a guy walking down the street with a fucking sword. They're like, okay, he could be on drugs. 
He could have just come from mugging somebody. He could have done anything with that fucking he thing. He could be a ninja. He could be a, a, a ninja assassin. We need to We need to one isolate him and get that weapon out of his hand. And two, we need to show that we mean business and not it's to fuck around. Why can't we carry our weapons with us? It's it's legal. You can carry a sword with you nowadays. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's legal. Nowadays. Yeah, you can carry any size uh, weapon you want now. Sword now. Yeah, I can carry a sword. I can carry a shotgun. I can have an AR-15. I can have a fucking uh, 50 caliber. I mean, I can have whatever I want. <sighs> I will say, though, every time, every time an officer tells me to put my hands up, I don't argue with them. I don't go, what for? Keep your hands up? Yes, sir. <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the thing is, is that the mentality of going along with what the officer says, it breeds complacency. And when you become complacent, that means you can be ruled. And (laughs) how long is it going to be for the police? Tell us, you know, you know, you can't walk outside in this kind of weather, or you got to stay indoors or you got to fucking, you know, do this. You can't, I mean, how how far does you can get to a police state at some point, you know, you have a very compelling argument there. And I think that's very important that people don't let that happen. But in the same token, you need to be able to trust your law enforcement to serve and protect the community's safety. They need to be to have that authority and that training and that ability to go out there and identify threats and neutralize them before we have another fucking school mass shooting or before we have a, a let me let me give you how how I felt being on like security. Like that one deputy down there in in Florida that let those people get killed that didn't, uh, inter- didn't intervene. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. But what happened? Yeah. It was a police. I was a police. It was a campus cop. I mean, he was a police officer, and there was a shooting. And he said, "I'm covering the door until backup gets here." And people were dying. But did it come back? Did it come back that he ran away from it? Yeah, he got away from it because he said, "I'm going to provide cover." Yeah. And yeah. Wow. To me, to me, that's a coward, for one. Two, I don't know how he made it into the police academy with the notion that, you know, if you put on that badge, you have to be ready to sell your life. That's just the reality you live in. Just like in the military, when you put on that uniform, you have to be ready to go die. That's the reality you live in. Um, I, I want to clarify something here real quick. Uh, some of these police officers – and I don't mean to draw parallels to the war or say that our country is a war culture or that we're a state and our civil arrangement. I just want to say that some cops have to operate with the mindset that at any given time, somebody can be a, a mass murder threat or someone can present a mass casualty threat. And what do I mean by a mass casualty threat? So in the Middle East, um, a mass casualty for me, being a medical provider, is three injured people or more. I'm only capable of handling three injured people at a time. More than that, I'm going to need help. So what we had to identify is that everybody looks the same. All the civilian population is dressed in long robes. They have sandals on. They usually have beards. They cut their hair a certain way. Um, they all pretty much look identical. I mean, maybe their clothes are different colors. And maybe somebody's wearing an outfit instead of robes one day. But for the most part, they all look the same. Any one of those people can be wearing a suicide vest underneath that's loaded with ceramic ball bearings. And when they press the button on their detonator pad, it's going to kill them and 10 people around them. Some cops have to operate with the mindset that this guy has a fully automatic weapon packed and ready to go, and he's going to kill as many people as he can. So when you have cops that you know overreact to a scenario – I mean, think about where they're at. Think about what the environment they're in. Now, if you get a small town cop that loses his shit and puts his knee on somebody's neck, 
for no damn reason. Okay, then that's poor police work. But when you get guys that are in dangerous cities, and I hate to throw Chicago under the bus, but if you got guys that live in Chicago that are acting that way, it's because fucking dangerous weapons are in Chicago. Yeah, but it's only because it's illegal. No, 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 no. It was legalized there and people were trusted to police themselves. Wouldn't have any fucking problems. So you you believe in the inherent good in people? I believe people can re- behave responsibly. Okay, uh, let me counteract. I don't my fucking handheld all the time. Uh, okay, let me counteract that with some examples that I've seen. Um, there was a guy in the Middle East, and granted, I know the Middle East is not America. I'm going to say that um, there was a guy in the Middle East that you may have heard of. Uh, he was a sadistic torturer. He captured and intimidated and tortured people that wouldn't tell him what he wanted to know about coalition forces. He was an anti-coalition insurgent. What he used to do is he used to take a drill or some other sort of power tool, and he would put it to the heads of the people that he wanted to get information from, and he would uh, drill them into their skulls until he found out what he wanted to know. So when I hear somebody say that I believe that people can behave or people don't need their hand held, people don't need to be observed – I don't believe that. I don't believe that just because of what I've seen in the wider world. And if that can happen here, I'm sorry, if that can happen there, I know it can happen here, especially with the prolific rate of serial murders and rapists that we have in America. What's that got to do with the fuck what we're talking about? Man? <laughs> this shit ain't got nothing to do with what we're fucking talking about. It all has something to do with it. I'm sitting there talking about the police being aggressive. You're talking about fuckers in the Middle East drilling holes in people's head trying to interrogate. I mean, because it's, it's, it's a different scenario. Yeah, yeah we've heard this story before, too, like three times. It's all related. Can, can we move on to something else? Hey, Shane, that flat earth thing was pretty good. I mean, oh, did y'all hear the flat earth? Episode? I enjoyed it. I thought it was no, hilarious. I couldn't do it. I listen, you didn't I, listen I, to the I, Flat Earth episode, Aaron? I, no, I was, I've been sick all weekend. I've been having problems with my allergies. Well, y'all missing out. That shit was listen, good. It, it I, 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 hurt I, I was at work and my headphone quit working on me, so I got Excuses. <laughs> I, I was cutting up. Shane was cutting up too while he was doing the interview. It was pretty so, good. Let's, let me, I'll, I'll lay down some background for y'all, and I hope that at some point you fucking listen to it, but if not, whatever. They're probably what not, happened, but go ahead. The, the problem is, uh, <laughs> when I when I started it, I had John in there, uh-huh. and I sent the invite to this guy, but the only way at that time I could invite him was through email. So when I invited him, um, I guess something went wrong, and instead of me inviting him, he invited me. So I was at I was in two different podcasts at the same time. I was in the one with me and John, and then I was in his and I couldn't. So John couldn't hear anything he was saying and, uh, and he why? couldn't hear anything John was saying. Okay. That makes sense. Now I like, why can't I hear them? I thought because he lived, he lived uh, over in another country. That's where we couldn't yeah, hear he's, yeah. He's in India. Well, the thing is, is uh, when I went to go edit the audio, I had to take out the part. Cause there's a part in there where in my podcast, you hear me talking to the guy, but you can't hear him. But you can hear me, and then you can hear John laughing a little bit here and there. I had to take all that out because it's like, well, it's it's dead air because this, this guy, he started going on rants. Like, I mean, we were just getting to the tip of the iceberg as as far as what I guess. Apparently, once you start believing the flat, the Earth is a conspiracy. You know, the whole round Earth is a conspiracy. I mean, you go down a fucking rabbit hole because he was bringing up all kinds of stuff. He was talking about Knights Templar, um, 
fucking Jesuits. Like, and he was mad. He's like, it's the Jesuits, the Jesuits' fault. Like, and I was just like, okay, man, just hold up. I'm just trying to get that. <clears throat> the what? The what? Shade, don't, don't forget what he said, Shade. Once you go flat, you do go back. Yeah, like he basically. <laughs> so his his thing, he had he had some mathematical principles that, you know, I I don't want to debate the guy because I mean, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's so simple. It seems like somebody would have thought of that by now. And there's got to be a reason. What was something you're overlooking? I still want to know where Jesuit is. Bring up the Coriolis effect. Yeah, he brought that up. Um, it's in the it's in the. Uh, well, so basically he said that when a plane is going around the – let's say for hypothetically, if a plane was going around the world and it was going counterclockwise to the way the Earth spins, it would take it longer than a plane that was going along with the rotation of the Earth. But he said in actuality, the plane's flights are usually always the same, which would indicate that it's not going up against the – and I, I think the problem there is, if I'm not mistaken – is that the Earth is so big and gravity is so weird when it gets that massive that it probably adjusts for the whatever the time delay issue is? Uh, you know, I don't think the rotation of the Earth actually has a has an effect on us. I think the gravity holds everything in evenly. I think that's what he's not understand. But gravity is such okay. a mysterious force. You know, I, I I didn't hear that part. Did he, did he talk about gravity? Did he believe in gravity or didn't believe in gravity? No, he doesn't. You can listen kind of the way he's talking. Like Watch the podcast, John. They explain no, everything. I'm just going to go ahead and recap it. I'm just going to go ahead and recap it. So, you know. But basically, uh, half the people here haven't watched it. Shades in it. So basically, oh, well, I would encourage y'all. It's it's a it's a podcast worth listening to, like on your way to work or something, because he's it's interesting what the man says, but. He's saying that he doesn't believe that we're on a giant rock that's spinning through space. So, you know, he just he thinks it's he thinks that we're in we're like inside of a dome, like we're in yeah, a, an back. aquarium or something that somebody built. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's just one of those things where, you know, what I got to give somehow. Uh, Christopher Columbus was able to, or you know, Magellan was able to sail around the world. And I don't know if I want to discredit what that guy did. And, you know, I, I think, of course there's, and it's one of the points in the podcast that I made was, okay, first of all, I only know to be true what I can see. So I was telling the guys, like I had, I was drinking a beer at the time. It was the only way I could entertain this notion was to be drinking. And I said, if I pick up this beer bottle and I chunk it, I can guarantee it's going to hit the ground. Like I know for a fact, the beer bottle is going to hit the ground. Like I know that, but I don't know. I can't say for sure that the earth is round because I haven't seen the earth and the likelihood that I'm ever going to get to do that is slim. Unless space travel gets a lot cheaper, it's not going to happen. And I think once, once we do start going out into space more, I think it's going to stop a lot of the flat earth movement. I feel like that was a joke that someone started at first and it just got out of control. Yeah, it was a troll. I mean, that's all it was. It was just a troll. It was just, it was somebody, there's a fallacy in logic. And I think we may have mentioned this before in the, in the last, not the Flat Earther episode, but the one before that. There's a fallacy in logic that basically says that when you're making a logical argument, if you just say things that are true, but not related to the, you know, the debate, that's that's not a logical argument. So it's illogical for somebody to say 
you know, um, these planes are going in a different direction, but they're traveling at the same rate of speed. That's got fucking nothing to do with the earth being round. Like that doesn't have anything to do with it. But you're saying a true statement and then you're trying to support your argument with that. And it's very, it can, it can be convincing. A lot of people can buy into it because you're just saying things that are true and the statements are true, but that don't mean the fucking earth is flat. Like it just, I mean, yes, what you're saying is true. He was talking about how like, if a plane was uh, flying, uh, it would have to conti- it would have to constantly raise its nose up because as it comes around a curve, it would it would dip, and the the planes they don't do they don't fly the they fly in a straight line. And I'm like, well, I think it's more to that. I think you're not accounting for the air that gets underneath the plane. Like, I mean, then at the distance of astrophysics and aerodynamics that he's not accounting for. Well, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of things where it's like, I could have nitpicked his argument, but I didn't do my research and I wasn't ready to take part. And plus I wanted him to talk. I wanted him to feel, you know, a safe place. I wanted him to feel, get his ideas out there so we can understand where he's coming from. Um, basically though, from his argument, basically the, 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 the main takeaway is, is the conspiracy theory that there's some group of people in this world that are controlling everything. And even the fact that they, it's so much to the degree that they control that we believe that the earth is round. It's a, it's a, it's a control mechanism. That's all it is. It's, it's for so, control. So, so it's, it's not just his flat earth theory. He doesn't believe he, well, he believes the earth is flat, but he believes that everyone, there's a group of people controlling everything, media. Group of people, the Illuminati. No, well, he said ultimately the one who's pulling the strings is Satan. Like that's the ultimate force behind it all is, is Satan. And what Satan is, he didn't really get into that, but it's it's a force of evil. Well, let's get a good conversation. You know, it's not like it went well. You know, yeah, there's no argument or nothing. One of the bits I heard, you know. No, there was no need to argue. And actually, it ended pretty well. It's like, here's this guy from India, and we agreed that. And here's the thing. This is where I think a lot of this comes from. It's from disenfranchisement. I mean, if you look at a place, you know, and I haven't been to India. I'm just going off of the pictures of what I've seen. I mean, they're overpopulated. Their pollution rate is astronomically high. They're, they're lower income, so people are struggling. You know, a lot of people live in cramped, miserable conditions. And when then when you watch a movie from, you know, the States and you see people driving in fancy cars and, you know, living these lavish lifestyles, and then you look how you're living and you're like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, what's, what's wrong here? What's the problem? And me and him kind of agreed on that. You know, how could somebody, how could you have one person who's so damn wealthy and then so many other people that are that are miserable, and how can that be okay? Like, what? What's what's up with that? So, I can yeah. see why it would push you to believe, and there's got to be something more there than just humans are assholes, you know. But I gotta think it's probably humans are just fucking assholes. So. Uh, we, if we ever have them on again, we gotta ask them that. Like, describe uh, describe us as you see us. Yeah, we gotta ask them that. Like, we'll tell you what we thought of you. Like you told him. Like you just said, overpopulated, poor. We gotta ask him. Describe America in your terms, what you see about on TV, and see what he says. It's probably bloodthirsty uh, warriors that want to conquer the world. That cow carry guns around everywhere. Cowboys yeah, carry guns you know. to each other. Yeah, Wild West. You probably ride horses and shit. Way of life. Um, yeah, but he uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. He said uh, when we talked to, oh, I asked him how uh, it affects his personal life, like how you know the being a flat earther like what people thought about him he's like they think i'm fucking crazy man that's what he said i can't <laughs> help but laugh 
oh, this shit was hilarious, you know. He's like, they always think I'm fucking crazy. How could you say the fucking earth isn't round, man? I'm fucking crazy. And, you know, he's, he had a good sense of humor. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, hope we, I hope we get him on again and hope we can yeah. all talk. And he wants to debate y'all. He even said that. He wants to debate you and Aaron, like, full tilt. He wants no, to jump right in. I just want to talk to him. Like, hey, man, I just want to talk like normal. You know, what no, he wants to debate. He wants to yell. I mean, he uh, wants to get into uh, it. Uh, yeah. Let, me, let me have a chance this guy. So debate this dig. <laughs> hey, on, Rocky. Hey, on, Rocky. Let me get some action this dude. Hey, on, Rocky. We got we to gotta work it out, you know. But I think that'd be funny to lay, they sit back and, and listen to when him and Aaron talk about it. They're going to sit back and watch. How was your mom's eye surgery, by the way? Uh, she was miserable and unhappy. And it turns out um, that she has a, a side of the story. That may have some discrepancies, in it, but I'm just going to tell you her side. So she went for her cataract removal. She got the cataract removed and they, um, said that she needed to have a follow-up appointment scheduled. So she went and scheduled it, and uh, they didn't say how soon it needed to be, so she scheduled it out, like, I don't know, eventually. And she goes in and um, – oh, wait a minute. No, that's not how it went. She goes in for a cataract surgery removal. She gets her cataract removal. And she goes in for um, another appointment, and she's like, hey, I've lost eyes in my left eye where I had my cataract removed. And they're like, oh, well, we need to take a look at it. So they go in and they look at it. It's like, hey, your retina is detaching. We need to get you in for repair surgery right away. If you if you delay on this by a day or two, you're, you're going to be fine. And my mom was pretty much ignorant. That she didn't know that her retina was detaching or that she was even at risk for it. But it turns out whenever, after you've had your cataract, you are at risk for your retina detaching from your eye. And she didn't know that. So... She goes in and she gets this doctor's appointment and they fix her eye up. She's in pain and all this stuff. And uh, they finally, they tell her, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, we just need you to know that, you know, people that have cataract surgery, they're at risk for their retina detection. She was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, well, somebody that did your surgery or somebody that worked in the office should have told you. Like, no, no, nobody told me. Well, I think, and this is my belief, is that mom was told to schedule a follow-up appointment and nobody told her why. They, they didn't tell her, like, hey, we need to check up on you and make sure your eyes are okay. Hey, we just get to follow up. Uh, do it as soon as you can. And she was like, well, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. My eyes fixed, so I'm not going to schedule a <laughs> that, that sounds like mom to me. So I feel that the risk was not but the need for follow up was. And she just forgot. Because mom's got a lot on her plate, man. She just had her knee replaced and all this other stuff. So she was complaining that no one had told her that her retina was at risk for detaching. And I, I can't help but feel that, no, that's, that's not the case. You were told you needed to do a follow-up, and you just didn't do it. Does that, does that sound like your mom, Shane? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, no question that's what happened. I mean, it's, it's, that's just what happened. I mean, you know. It, that's, my, that's my opinion. I'm not going to call it that. But I, I'm going to say that that's likely how that went down. I, I told you, John. She left. It, she got. She went to a rehab place one time. She broke out. She left. She, she was in, <laughs> she was in there she for physical out. rehab. They said you got to stay put. She got in her car and fucking went to Walmart. Didn't give a damn. 
got tired of staying here. I don't want to sit here. So she just left. <laughs> that doesn't mean that there's wrong with you. You can get up and leave. You know, what's wrong? Yeah, but there's safety up. concerns. You're, you're, their, you're their patient. You're being observed. They have to make sure you're okay. You know, so something what, could happen. But then why am I allowed that's, to leave? Um, that's the thing, John, is that you don't get into rehab without having something fucking wrong with you. They do extensive analysis and interviews. They bring you in. But I'm allowed to leave. <laughs> Like, no, that, she wasn't allowed to leave. She just got in her fucking car and left. They said, so, if you keep so, doing no, this, we're kicking there. you out. That's called, that's called against medical advice when you hang a man leave. That, against medical gonna, advice. They were going to refuse treatment if she kept doing it because they told her not to. And she did it anyways. Fuck it. I'm going. Yeah, they should have just got rid of her when she left the first time. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Mama, but I worked at a rehab. I'm sorry, Mom. I love you, but I've worked at a rehab when you do that kind of you got to stay gone. You can't just come back in. <laughs> Did she do that? Did she go get something and come back? Yeah. She just came back. You give a fuck, man. What'd she go get? I don't know. Something that's probably a fucking Dr. Pepper or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, man. I got to get going. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up, y'all. Y'all check out that Flat yeah. Earther episode. Right. You I'll, won't I'll be disappointed. I'll re listen to it. All right. Don't believe me, but I'll re listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing the after show, John, or no? Uh, I can do. You want to do one? We can do one, Daniel. Oh, actually, I'm do one. Yeah, just uh, hit me up. All right, I'll hit you back up in a minute. All right, hit me up. All right, All right. All right. bye. All right. Bye. Hey, boy. Hey. Mm-hmm. What you doing? Uh, just waiting for this one. How you doing, boys? Oh man, just. Hanging in there, thinking about Michael bumming it out. Apparently, poor guy. Poor guy. Oh well, he'll get over it. Well, I mean, you're working outside. I mean, yeah, I could, you know, it wears on you. I mean, it makes your heart. It may, you know. It's... <laughs> well, the point I got with Michael was, hey, Michael, remember when you took care of yourself? Your skin was all a nice little toasty brown, and you made sure you looked nice and good in all your clothes. Now it's just, you know, fuck it. <laughs> What's the clothes on to go? So, so could he? Andrew let his hair grow out, looking like long hair again, about the braided and shit. Yeah, it's hard to recognize him. When I saw I saw the picture of him, I, I couldn't recognize him. Well, everyone says, I, everyone says I look different because, you know, I'm fat now. So, everyone <laughs> says I look, I look different. He looked bigger, John, in, in the chin. Yeah, thank you. First thing you fucking up my chin. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? What are, you, what are you snacking on right now? A dip right there. Dude, man. You stick it on a little dippy, are you? Fat ass. God dang it. God dang it, man. You get a fucking cold pack right in front of you. I know. It's just one, Daniel. God yeah, dang it. I'm going to grab her out of the box. Yeah, big boy. It's just fucking one. Can I have one? Like, Wait, boy, I bet there's like 12. No, it's that my nightly snack I have. My one nightly snack. But this, that's what fat people say, John. God damn it. Like night dinner? This is my time where I relax. I eat my nice, quiet, little Debbie's treat. In peace, you know, but you know. You make it sound worse for you, John, but let it do Breathing hard and shit. I'm not breathing hard. I've got candy in my mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, 
Why couldn't our last podcast be about this? Why do we have to? Because, Shane, you know Aaron brought up the damn drill story? That's like the th- third or fourth time. Why he always gets to bring about that drill story every I was, time? I was telling Sarah, I was like, does he not Does he not remember the big Lebowski when Walter kept fucking talking about Vietnam? Aaron's <laughs> basically Walter. He's doing the same shit. Like, always I, going back to the Middle East. I heard all y'all's podcasts. He, get, he, he can't stop about the drill dude, Middle East. His job, I don't. I do a few other ones, but it, think, it's like goddamn. He repeats himself. I think he's doing Joe's joke. I think. <laughs> I think once he moves out of Waco, like he said, he's moving out of Waco, quit his job. I think once he moves out of there, he'll he'll get, he'll get better. You know, I'm hoping. You know, something about Waco is not good for people. You know, it's funny. Like Daniel was getting on to him the other day. I was talking to my dad, and my dad was saying the same exact shit Daniel was saying. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck is he still there? What's so good about Waco? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and Shane, he's been there forever, right? He's been there for like uh, a couple of years, right? Yeah, I think I think at least four or five years he's been there. Yeah. I don't know what was going on over there. <laughs> struggling, struggling to make it, man. It's always been a struggle for him. <laughs> he he wants to live on the edge, Shane. Struggling, apparently, apparently so. Apparently, with dangerous electricity, apparently. Yeah. But like I said, no, he, says, he says he's leaving there, so hopefully he'll get better. He'll get better for him. Once he, I said, once he oh, so, definitely. When's he leaving? Or is he already gone? Uh, supposed to be in maybe. May, I think. May? I, think that's where's he I don't know where he's going. Oh, I think. The other side of Waco? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who knows? Well, um, he might get a – he might try to get a job at uh, Sterilite. Y'all worked there, didn't you? Nothing yeah, I, I, I worked there I, for two days. I, you made it two days. You made it two days, Daniel. How long did you make it? I made it a week. I, 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 I didn't do one day day on that one. I tried to last as long as possible, but it, it was bad. How long did Michael? Like, it feels like a prison in there. It's a prison. You 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 go in there. It's dark. You see the fucking light go and go come and go, and you step out. It's still fucking dark, man. Like fucking prison in there. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, you don't have to worry about getting electrocuted, right? No, it's the fucking plastic still shocks me every time because it's still hot oh. coming out. So every time I grab a sticker a, a sticker to put on the lid, I fucking shock myself. So for 12 hours, I fucking shocked myself for 12 hours. <laughs> so what'd you say when you quit? Uh, nothing. I just quit showing up. Oh. That's <laughs> what those type of jobs, Shane. You, they, they know how, what it is. High turnover, just like Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they weren't, yeah, they weren't concerned about me, Shane, not by one bit. They're like, all right, half of y'all, I mean, like ninety percent of y'all gonna quit, you know? Like, damn, like I'm not gonna be that guy. Fuck, two days, I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I wanted to leave the first day, but <laughs> I toughed it out. You, you didn't know how to, you didn't know how to calmly walk out. You had to wait till it ended. <laughs> yeah, that's how I did with Seven uh, Eleven. I did that for three days. I was like, nah, fuck this, man. I'm not going back up there. What was that guy's name in 7-Eleven? I don't know. A beeb or something. I don't know. Be- well, how long has it been that, Shay? I just know it's a, it is now 10 years, three days, and two months. <laughs> and I still have no coffee made. <laughs> Why does he not make the coffee? I need the coffee Wait. made now. Where are you, Shay? Where are you? Are you not here? You know, I mean, I, I think, I don't remember if he called me that night or not. Well, how, weird, how weird would it be, Shay, if you went up there and said, hey, I quit? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I think I, I think I called in. I said, oh, no, I just didn't show up. And when I didn't show up, the lady said, hey, where were you last night? I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back there. And she's like, well, can you come turn in your stuff? And I'm like, okay. And I gave it to her, and she's like, bye. And I'm like, see ya. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck to do is? I mean, the job sucked, man. I didn't want to make coffee. I didn't want to make one more fucking pot of coffee. I hated it. <laughs> I want to make fucking coffee. I don't want to make coffee, and I don't want to sell you a Black & Mild or Swisher Sweet or something in a fucking box or whatever that shit is. Because I, I don't fucking I, know it. Did I tell you, Shane, I found the one uh, the one restaurant in Box Springs you can still smoke in? Oh, really? Yeah, it was fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> smoking, and, smoking and eating, huh? Yeah. Well, no lie, Shane. Dale, I don't know, Dale wasn't there. This, like, these two couple came in, the man and woman, they came in, sat down. They smoked two cigarettes before their food came out. Stopped halfway, smoked another cigarette. Then at the end of their meal, smoked another two cigarettes. Wow. You know, I was like, God dang, man. That's, they need that shit for their lungs, man. They need it. So I'm in there like, I can't enjoy a meal. It smells, it smells like, you know. Raw ass tobacco, like not even good tobacco. Like, like y'all bought the shit from the discount tobacco store. Shit smelled awful, man. But what were you doing in there? Uh, well, we went there for before the St. Patrick's Day parade. We went there. I wanted to go somewhere new. They brought me there. That was a horrible mistake. I'm not gonna let them make the choices that fat no more. But uh, I'll start picking my own places to go to now. But uh, they're like, oh, you like it? It's, you know, whatever. It'd be cool. Nah, that was awful. Shane. It was awful in there. Damn lady said she didn't hear me. She didn't bring my burritos. Like, you didn't say nothing. I, I clearly said I wanted a burrito. And by the way, Shane, by the way, Daniel, and Shane, listen to me. Just because you put it in a flour tortilla doesn't make it a fucking burrito. You just made me a taco. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, tacos, enchiladas, burritos. I mean, you're kind of all in the same wheelhouse, you know. No, it was a taco. She probably, she tried to say it was a burrito. Man, this is a wrap. Well, is it a tortilla? Yes. Then it's a burrito. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So man. it wasn't it wasn't rolled properly? No, it wasn't rolled. It was a taco. <laughs> well, what'd you tell her? It's a taco. She told me it's in a tortilla. Yes. It's a taco. <laughs> That's what she told me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's you know, I mean it's, it's kind really of like just- a- it's kinda of like a tostada, Shane. A flat taco. How do you keep picking these bad food places, John? I don't think I want places. I want to try new places, Daniel. And some of them are bad. <laughs> a lot of them are bad. Just stop. Learn from your lesson. Stop going to shitty places. Daniel, you got to try these five places. Five-star reviews or four-star review places, not the okay. three two-stars. I'm not on top of my Yelp reviews, Daniel. <laughs> you, you just go to Google. Google that shit. <laughs> yeah, when we, were, when we were traveling, we didn't go anywhere three stars. Like We were like, it's got to be at least four for us to go there. And our stuff turned out good. I had clam chowder. I didn't think I'd like clam chowder, but it was actually pretty good. I never, I never tried clam chowder either. Clam chowder. The only thing I, I, it, I didn't get to have that I wanted to have was bear meat. I wanted to get some bear from somewhere. Somebody up there's got to be fucking hunting bear. Oh, damn. But I don't know where to find it. I think it's hard to get. Elk meat. Mm-mm. Yeah, elk. Elk meat's good, but what's you know, that? What's that turkey go- store? That, that that store that just sells all kinds of jerky in it. What's the store called? Well, I don't know. There was one where we were at. There was a jerky store up there. I don't know what it's called, though. I can't remember what the name of it. That's all they sold in there was jerky. Daniel, what did you eat for dinner tonight? Me? Oh, yes. shit. Uh, did you eat? 
I'm not going to lie, boy. I got high today. I... God damn it. <laughs> Dan, you back on the wagon? Yeah, dang it. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't look for what I ate. <laughs> God dang it. Puff the magic dragon. <laughs> live by the no, this is a fan base, Shane. You know, everybody smokes, so this is a hip fan base. We got mm. a smoker on this cast. That's a good thing. Well, good we, what, has he been stoned and on the show, though? I mean, can we get that? <laughs> That's what we need to do is get Daniel really high and then have him talk to uh, the Indian dude. And then have no have Daniel moderate the debate between the Indian guys. <laughs> Hold you up. Shut up. You're what talking about. I don't think I don't know if I'm gonna listen to that part because it's just gonna be a bunch of yelling, you know. And then Aaron's finally he's gonna it's it's only a matter of time for Aaron insults the guy. He's gonna he's gonna say something, he's gonna make fun of the way he talks. He's gonna talk about where he lives. I mean, it's just gonna happen, you know. When I, when I was in the Middle East, like Aaron <laughs> You know. the guy that made a drill. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you what the bullet does when it is your flesh. And I'm like, God dang it, man. What's we that got to do with the... fucking police being dicks? Like, I don't get it. Sideways real fast for me. You know, like, wait, how we get over here? We're talking about just cops being over aggressive to guy with the drill. I'm like, okay, what happened? <laughs> like, what happened here? So. He's hardcore, man. He don't he don't let stuff go. When he gets into an argument mode, he goes. He tries to go full tilt, even if he's wrong. Okay. Well, you know that's not that's not bad. You know, you don't want this conversation. Okay, I'm gonna go stream now. You know, <laughs> until you quit. But oh well, we it, you know, I don't know. It was a decent decent cast tonight. It was all right. We ended, we started strong, got weak in the middle, but we ended strong too. Yeah, no, I thought it was good, good, good end to it. Daniel, you know. Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, I can. Okay. No, I, I, I do, I do mainly eatables because they're pretty easy. Eatables. I can make, I can make my own oil and butter now. Damn, what the fuck are you making your own oil and butter now? Are you turning <laughs> your own butter over there? No, no, it's weed butter. Uh, <laughs> Not Madari butter. <laughs> You can do that, but boy, you need to start looking up shit on Google. Yeah, you can. What? I, we probably need to have a podcast about that one day. It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty cool. Teach the kids that. All right, kids, uh, they are gonna learn to make butter. <laughs> kids are hearing this bullshit, John. According to Aaron Daniel, you're not too far away from drilling holes in people's heads. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the world keeps yeah, going. Matter of time I got kids out here selling my butter and my oil. I got to take control of this shit. Before you know yeah. it, they're going to do El Chapo too. You know. I got the urge to buy a drill for some reason. You know, Start drilling holes. You know what, Dale could be uh, a damn uh, kingpin. When you look at Daniel in a certain way, look at El Chapo. Dale can fucking fall in line real quick. Yeah. No, I think he can do it if he, if you know. But the thing is, is you know, when people don't listen to him, you know, fucking it'd be anarchy, you know. No, well, yeah. no, like El Chapo did. Well, you didn't take my hand. You think I just gotta fucking take your head off? You know, gotta okay. make sure. No disrespect. No disrespect. Period, Daniel. El Chapo did that, Daniel. When when what was it? When he met with a fellow uh, a fellow um, 
I can't really call him, fellow little clan member or whatever, the, the guy's brother was there, and he didn't want to shake El Chapo's hand. Well, that, that same night, Bucky had his ass killed for disrespecting him. Goddamn. You know, he got show, Daniel. He don't take no disrespect at all. And the only reason why El Chapo has any power is because drugs are illegal. If they weren't legal, the guy wouldn't have any power. How did you- True. I don't know how to make Aaron understand that. You're not, you're not Shay. You're not. Aaron's going to believe that, you know, yes, some drugs should be illegal. Yes, yes. You know, some drugs you can kind of play with, you know, see what happens. You know, I'm not going to throw names out there. But, you know, <laughs> some things are illegal. Some things. Documentaries, uh, Shane, because there is one where the, like, what, it might be Colorado where they were going to make it legal and these drug dealers were getting upset. They're like, yeah, now they can just go to the store and get it. They don't need to go to, you know, a corner and get it oh, from yeah. us. He said, our business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's already dry and nasty now. You know, now I can go buy fresh weed. They can go buy fresh weed now. <laughs> oh, it's another thing they're saying is that the weed from Colorado and California is way more potent than the shit you get around here. Like, no, I can't believe nothing things. from Colorado and California is better than Texas. Not that I'm going to go start smoking to prove a point. I'm just saying. That's, I can't believe. That's what I've heard. I've heard their weed. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, boy, they, 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 get, they make you cry over here with this shit. <laughs> once, once it goes legal, you can just go crazy with it, you know? So, anyways, I'm going to get off here, boys. Late. All right. All right. All right. Well, good night, guys. All right. All right. Have a good one. Get something to eat, damn it. I will. I think I did eat. I might eat. Give him one of your little Debbie. (laughs) You sure would be, asshole? Evening snacks. I am not sharing my evening snacks. (laughs) These, more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. I told you you had a whole fucking box (laughs) right in front of him. I have my one. That's it. Okay, John. Now you go back to wood. What kind, of, what kind of little Debbies? Are we talking oatmeal cream pies or what are? No, they? they're just the chocolate fill, the chocolate, the chocolate ones with chocolate filling. John, copy ass down, John. Hey. <laughs> it's the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I let you go. Have a good one. All right. <laughs>